Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am extremely pleased to have Katie Harris as my guest today. Katie Harris is the co-founder and executive director of the social impact nonprofit corporation Let's Talk LD. Let's Talk LD addresses critically important social justice and equality of educational opportunity issues faced by those in the neurodiverse community. It is their mission to meet learners with special needs where they are and at critical periods in their development in an effort to implement innovative programs that can support them in living productive and fulfilling academic, social, and professional lives defined by self-sufficiency, self-determination, and purpose. Over the past 30 years, Katie has leveraged her expertise in educational leadership and reform, curriculum design, and organizational change to build a successful career advancing best practices and innovations in educational program design and social impact nonprofit management. Welcome, Katie, and thank you so much for joining me today to discuss the important and groundbreaking work that you and your organization are doing. Well, I'm absolutely flattered and thrilled to be here, Gilda. Thank you so much for the invitation. To start off with, tell me about how your organization, Let's Talk LD, started. What's, what's the story behind it? What inspired the beginnings of this organization? Well, if I'm going to be completely honest, it was inspired by my children. I have two children who are neurodiverse, and I have to tell you that it is the journey that my husband and I took in discovering our children's learning differences and the challenges that we faced as parents trying to get them not only appropriately diagnosed, but to get them appropriately served in not only the public school setting, but also in private school setting, um, that really kind of inspired us to develop this organization. Um, this organization really was an evolution, though. We had formed a number of parent support groups and organizations designed to serve parents because we just saw such extraordinary need. Um, in our experience, we just found that being a parent of children who are neurodiverse can be very isolating. And so we just really wanted to create a place and a space for parents to really be able to connect and to share their experiences and their information about their journey. And we wanted to create a place where kids didn't feel so isolated and feel like they could um, really connect to other kids that were just like them. And then eventually we felt it was important to really create an organization where educators who were really committed to improving outcomes for students um, who were neurodiverse really had a place where they could build a community of practice that was committed to um, improving outcomes for learners who are neurodiverse. Tell me, what do you feel then are... If you were to tell me, let's say, the top three things that really makes the work that your organization does different or unique or special for those with learning differences, learning disabilities that you offer to the clients and the families that you work with. 
Well, I have to tell you, one of the things that my husband and I discovered um, as we were thinking about how we would kind of frame the model for Let's Talk LD was that we as parents discovered that parents and educators just were not communicating very effectively. Um, we found that the experience uh, when we were trying to advocate for our children was really not a very positive experience. It wasn't a very affirming experience that educators and parents were talking across each other. And so we really felt that we wanted to create an organization that would improve the quality of the conversations that existed between educators and parents. Most importantly, we really wanted to put the student at the center of those conversations. We felt as if IEPs, when they're developed, really, um, even though students were really supposed to be at the center of them because they're individualized educational programs after all, we felt that students were very um, often not included in the development of IEPs, that oftentimes students had very little say uh, in the development of their own IEPs. So, so for us, first and foremost, we really felt it was important to create a culture of acceptance where um, parents, students, and educators were on equal footing and existed in a community of practice that, of, that was built on mutual respect. So that is one of the things that makes us very, very unique in that there is a partnership built on equanimity between educators, parents, students. Um, we do consider our work to be kind of a three-legged stool, um, and that does make us very different from other organizations. There are organizations that focus primarily on parent advocacy or organizations that focus on student advocacy or just teacher education, and we frankly feel that our work would be incomplete if we did not integrate the parent education piece with the teacher education piece and the student advocacy piece. So that's one of the things that makes us very, very different. The second critically important aspect of our work really is focused around social impact. We really do feel that we have to measure the impact of our work and there has to be meaning in the work that we do and it has to be quantifiable. So every product, every service that is developed really is developed with a very specific aim to produce work that has um, not only re that's research-based and peer-reviewed, but that has um, significant meaning and impact that is, uh, results in uh, improved outcomes for the student who is neurodiverse. So that's another uh, part of the work that is critically important. Um, but I think the, the most important aspect of the work that we do is we really are very much family focused. We really are about demystifying and destigmatizing what it is um, to be neurodiverse. We really feel that it's critically important um, to put social justice at the center of all of our work. And so every program and service um, that we develop really centers around helping our educators, our parents, and our students, most importantly, understanding the importance of social justice and the work that we do, and understanding that social justice intersect um, 
the transformation that happens in the classroom ecosystem, the transformation that should happen in parenting and improving outcomes and the psychosocial dynamics that happens in families, and also the transformation that should happen in students as they become more um, effective in self-advocacy and self-determination. So can you tell me a little bit about some of these programs and products and services that you develop? Uh, how, how do you determine what your priorities are going to be when you develop these programs? And also, if you can talk a little bit about the skills that you personally bring to the organization that kind of guides the work that you and Let's Talk LD do. Sure. Well, that's a big question. <laughs> that's a very big question. Well, we can break it the, down. <laughs> okay. Well, some of the unique skills, and I think that a, a lot of the work and how I guide this organization as its executive director really comes from my background as both an educator and a, and a business person. And so, you know, for me, um, one of the things that makes the way this nonprofit runs very different is even though we are a nonprofit, this is very much run like a business, as if it is a for-profit business, and that there's a tremendous amount of transparency and accountability when we develop programs and when we develop uh, products and services. And so we really do want to make sure that when we are looking at whether a program is going to be effective, we really are looking to leverage, you know, making sure that there's a lot of bang for very little buck. We really want to make sure that we're able to um, deliver for our, you know, the people that we serve, whether it's a student or whether it's an educator or a parent, a tremendous amount of value um, in terms of what our parent, our student, or our educator gets. And so, for instance, we, uh, the cornerstone of a lot of the work that we do really revolves around um, what we consider to be very innovative speakers programs. We um, do a great deal of um, work identifying and curating uh, thought leaders and influencers that really are focusing their research around how to deliver tremendous, um, tremendously innovative outcomes, uh, learning outcomes for students who are um, neurodiverse. And so we really want to expose our audience, whether they're um, educators, students, or parents, um, to really those voices that are doing the most profound um, work in these areas. And so we do offer in the fall and the spring, our programs tend to run in the fall and the spring and they parallel the academic school year. Um, we deliver um, three to four programs uh, every month. Um, we typically host programs at local schools and other um, community venues around um, the uh, Southern California region. And we really like to um, present opportunities either in parent education and student advocacy or in teacher education, we also provide professional development opportunities uh, on, in school sites. Um, but again, we really want to deliver a tremendous amount of value that's designed to increase awareness about issues that are specifically faced 
um, by students who are neurodiverse. And so for, for instance, a teacher educator, we really want to help educators understand, uh, understand how to educate the broadest spectrum of learner in their classroom. So our professional developments are very unique in that even though the focus of our organization is educating neurodiverse learners, we really do approach this very differently. So products and services that we deliver include, for instance, professional development. And one of the ways that we approach professional development or teacher education very differently is rather than focus very narrowly on how to deliver um, teacher education specifically focused on the special educator just designed for learners who um, are neurodiverse, we really like to take a more broad-minded approach. We really do work with with general educators as well as special, special educators with the express purpose of trying to help educators understand how to use tools, strategies, and approaches that are designed to educate the broadest spectrum of learner because we really do feel that these more effective pedagogical approaches or teaching strategies really are designed to help every student in the classroom rise. And because at the center of everything that we do, our focus is on social justice. We really place at the center of all of our teacher education experiences the lived experience of the student. And again, we're seeking to kind of address the fact that oftentimes when curriculum is developed or designed, oftentimes the experience of the student is absent. So we really do help educate teachers on how you really do incorporate the voices or the experiences of students to make sure that the curriculum is more enriched to address the more diverse needs of all of the learners in the classroom. When we're talking about for instance, our parent education, we really try to look at how we empower parents, for instance, to really gain a deeper understanding of what the specific and unique needs of their children are at a variety of developmental, of critically important developmental stages, I should say, of the child's development. And this is really important because ultimately what we've recognized is our goal has to be for the student to have increasing levels of self-determination and independence. Our hope is, is that by the time the child reaches emerging adulthood, the child is in a better position to move into emerging adulthood more self-sufficient, more independent and self-assured, more self-determined, and in a better position to make life decisions independent of the parent. And we recognize that that work has to start at much younger ages so that the student can learn the skills that are necessary at younger ages so that by the time they get to emerging adulthood, they've gained those skills. And of course, the work that we do with students is really designed to make sure that students develop increasing levels of um, self-advocacy. And we find that even at very young ages, a student's understanding of self is critically important, um, particularly in the classroom, you know, developing and honing metacognitive skills so that they understand, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. So a student having a kind of a honed understanding of what their areas of strength are so that they can approach their areas of challenge with a more 
comprehensive understanding of what their areas of strength are. So rather than approaching everything that they um, face in the classroom from a deficit point of view of all or all the things that they aren't good at, we really do encourage students to approach their experiences within a traditional classroom or even in a special education classroom from a position of an understanding of what their strengths are. Um, in addition to that, we do offer more specialized programs that are specifically focused on transition into emerging adulthood. So we offer two conferences, one in the fall and one in the spring. Our fall conference is focused specifically on college planning and transition, and it's really designed to reach down all the way into middle school and starting to get parents, their allies, and the student, more importantly, specifically focused for those who are interested in post-secondary education or transitioning to college, getting them focused on the idea of planning strategically for that journey to college. And then in the spring, we offer a career planning and transition conference for those students who are neurodiverse who may or may not have an interest in, in going to college or university, but who definitely want to start thinking about um, avocation or job or career and want to start thinking more specifically about what they want to be when they grow up and how they more strategically think about how they get there. So let's say a client or uh, a family with a neurodiverse learner comes to you and wants to avail themselves of your services. Mm-hmm. Tell me what would that look like? How would you approach them? Let's say they don't know they don't know anything about what your organization does. All they know is that they have a child or a student who's a neurodiverse learner who's having some issues and challenges and difficulties in the classroom and they're looking for help and they come to you. Sure. Our intake is really very simple. All they simply have to do is reach out to us via our website at letstalkld.org or they can reach out to us by telephone at 626 6440740 and someone would be happy to respond to their call or to their um, email intake and they just simply need to indicate what their issue is and we get all kinds of inquiries some parents are just desperately you know wondering you know I think that my child has an issue I'm not quite sure they're having difficulty in school I don't know if they have a learning disability. I just know that my child is struggling in school, and I have, a, I have some questions. So we, we sometimes get involved at the area of child sign, and in those instances, we are happy to refer um, parents out to other um, experts. Um, we um, are happy to refer out to neuropsychologists or educational psychologists or a network of professionals that we feel are appropriate based on whatever the concern or the issue is. Sometimes parents are having challenges. Their child is in, let's say, a public school, and maybe they're looking for options for their child. Maybe the placement is inappropriate, and they have a question about the variety of different options that may be out there available for their child. So sometimes we'll just offer them advice about the various options that are available to them. Um, Sometimes parents 
parents call us if they have, they're nervous, their child might be expressing an interest in college, and they're not quite sure if college is an appropriate fit for their child. Sometimes it's it's as simple as having them attend our college conference where they have access to a plethora of resources and in the form of uh, content-related resources or individuals who are experts in college transition, or sometimes um, they just need to have some counsel as to what's an appropriate um, fit for them, what type of colleges, and again, we have people available who can counsel them on, you know, college fit. Um, We can also refer out. Sometimes we just have parents that just need to talk. They may be struggling with any number of issues, and we, because we are the parents of um, this organization is rooted um, in my husband and I's experiences as parents who have two children um, with learning differences, we have heard it and seen it all. So we can generally anticipate some of the challenges faced both you know, interpersonally, um, and also just, um, you know, functionally that may be faced by families. So we have just heard and dealt with it all. Sometimes we have families that are dealing with children that are in colleges and are experiencing everything from dating issues to their child is flunking out of college and they need counsel. Sometimes families just need access to um, books, Um, or other types of content resources. Sometimes we refer them to websites or, you know, other types of professional services and supports or therapeutic professionals. So we pretty much do it all. What we cannot answer ourselves, we are happy to refer people out to. Did that answer the question? Absolutely, absolutely. And, in fact, um, my next question was going to be, what do you feel is the most important takeaway for our listeners to remember from our conversation about having a student or a learner who is neurodiverse and how do you feel it is best to inspire your parents, students, and educators to rise to the occasion, really, of of having a neurodiverse learner and challenging them to to meet the situation and take the necessary steps in order to achieve success? Sure, sure. I think it would depend, you know, we have different answers for each stakeholders. I would say first for our, you know, our teachers slash educators, um, you know, again, at the center of everything that we do is social justice. And for, you know, our, our teachers and, edu- you know, our teacher educators, you know, our challenge to them, as much as we like to provide and support and create a supportive community of practice for our educators, a place where they can gather and share information and, you know, kind of speak about the challenges that they may face in the classroom and collaborate on ways in which they can improve outcomes for all of their learners, but more specifically for their learners who are neurodiverse, we also like to challenge our educators to rise to the occasion and create a space for, you know, really connecting to the lived experience of the students who are, who are neurodiverse. What we try to help our educators understand is these 
incredible students are bright and vibrant students who love nothing more than to contribute and be an incredible part of the lifeblood of the, the classroom ecosystem. And oftentimes, these students are kind of relegated to the margins of the classroom ecosystem. And so what we would like to help our fellow educators understand is the importance of engaging students who are neurodiverse and helping them become a part of the conversation of what happens in the classroom, creating opportunities for them to speak into their strengths. You know, learners all bring something special to the table in a classroom, and it's critically important as educators for us to make sure that we allow every learner in the classroom to bring something to the table when they're in our classroom. And I think once you really allow a neurodiverse learner to shine and to really allow their strengths to really speak into what you're trying to, um, you know, to, you're really trying to um, bring to the lessons that you um you create in the classroom and the knowledge that you're trying to help your students construct, I think magic really does happen. I think for parents, it's an issue of really trying to understand and, and understand the importance of creating a space for your young people to develop their voices and to developing increasing levels of independence. I understand as a parent how important it is as parents for us to be effective advocates for our children, particularly as they're younger. We know how important it is, and oftentimes things don't get done in schools in terms of the types of services and supports our children receive unless we really are effective advocates acting on behalf of our children. But it is important to bring our children along on that journey. It is important for our children to understand their strengths, for them not to feel shame about being neurodiverse. And a part of helping the students understand the importance of not feeling shame is to understand that their neurodiversity is a, a part of the whole of who they are that they understand their strengths and the incredible gifts that they bring into the world is so important. So really taking the time as parents to help your, you know, your son or your daughter really understand who they are as a person and the gifts that they have really understanding who they are and the strengths that they bring and how they voice that gift, um, whether it's in the classroom or outside the classroom, is critically important. Um, and to the students, you know, really the same. Really helping students understand how important it is to be your own best self-advocate, particularly as you get older, that you walk into your individualized education plans, um, making sure that your DNA, your voice is well represented and what is reflected in that document. As you move towards an independent transition plan, your individualized transition plan, that your voice is well represented. Your parents understand you, I understand that, but as you move towards emerging adulthood, that you have a really clear sense of who you are 
and that you really make sure that your parents and the educators and allies that support you have a real clear understanding of who you are. And, you know, the work that we do at Let's Talk LD is really designed to make sure that we educate the whole child, that all of our stakeholders really work towards making sure that we bring the best parts of ourselves to this work. I think that was extremely well said, Katie. Thank you for that. And I know you mentioned it briefly before, but if you don't mind, again, telling me how can our listeners reach you if they have questions or if they want to know more? Absolutely. So our website is Let's Talk LD. And the easy way to remember it is we really just want this to be about starting a conversation and not feeling shame about learning difference. And so just remember us by Let's Talk LD. And it's letstalkld.org. And then also, if you want to reach us by uh, telephone, it's 626-644-0740. And we serve throughout, um, frankly, the state of California. We receive calls throughout the state, but we are a regional organization in Southern California. If people do have, if they happen to live in other areas or other states, but they have questions, they can still reach out? They most certainly could. We like to strongly encourage. In fact, our conferences, we have representation, particularly our college conferences, from people all over uh, the state. Uh, excuse me, all over the country. And I do want to say, Gilda, I want to thank you very much for the opportunity. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I think your podcast is so critically important. And the fact that you are really giving those of us who are doing this work an opportunity to really speak into, you know, demystifying and destigmatizing what it is to be neurodiverse. I, I just think it's just such critically important work, and I really want to thank you for giving us a platform. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for your time and for sharing your amazing knowledge and the wonderful resources that you have and represent with us today. I also want to thank our listeners for spending a part of their day with us. I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.